Buffs Nation. All right, what's going on? Welcome back into the Buffs Nation podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, after some great news. I mean, probably the best news in the last couple of decades for CU football. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, is heading to Boulder. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm Tyler. He's Jared, as always. Jared, what's up? How are you? Talk about your major 180 on this team, yeah. huh, buddy? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when we left things a couple weeks ago, we didn't know where we would be now. We didn't know what this offseason would look like. We didn't know what expectations would be. And it's funny how quickly things can change. I mean, when you're going through the list of head coaches, we didn't really bring up Deion Sanders because we thought it was silly. This is all ridiculous. Why are we even bringing this up? Why are we talking about this? We're going to get burned again. And uh, it happened. So then Net him to a huge deal. He's going to make be making the third most money in the Pac-12, five-year deal, and uh, I'm just super, super happy about it. And look, a, a lot of people are already jumping to, well, what if it doesn't stay? What if it doesn't stay? Let's take good news while we've got it. CU football is on the radar, and everyone in the country is talking about it. So it's really cool to see what's happened, and I'm excited as heck. And and. The idea of Deion Sanders leaving in two to three years, like, can we all take a step back and remember the last time there was a two or three year window that the buffs were really good? Because that's what it would take for, for Deion Sanders to leave. He'd have to consistently be good right. for the next two to three years with the buffs to get offered a bigger, better job. And there aren't going to be a ton of those available year yeah. after year. We saw that this year. And we'll deal with that when we come to it. Exactly. You know, it's like exactly. we'll deal with that when we get there. But, I mean, the fact that there weren't a whole lot of other jobs may have helped the Buffs, but it's so awesome to see the Buffs. It's, like, cool. Like, CU is cool again. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's liking them nationwide. And uh, have you seen any of the YouTube stuff that, that Dion's doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. The He's off, off the wall media. Yes. Have you seen it? I love it. I've watched everything, like, several times. It's so cool uh, to see his, his son. I mean, and... and Obviously, you know, he's bringing his son to play quarterback, his other son to play safety. They've got a couple big name wide receivers, a running back flipped from Notre Dame to come to see you. So it's already having an impact. And that's kind of what I want to start with today is, is the idea that in college football in 2022, you don't need four years like you used to. I mean, they used to be the mantra forever. You need four years to get your players in there, make sure that you get the full you know turnover for the roster. But you can start recruiting, start uh, getting people in the transfer portal immediately. So that's what's so cool about the Buffs. I think they're going to be good immediately. I, I think eight games should be like the expectation for next season, not go too crazy or anything like that. But as we've seen, you know, Lincoln Riley won immediately at USC. Is USC different than CU? Absolutely. So uh, I'm excited, but uh, it is about the... Uh, it, it is about what we see next year, next couple of years. And, you know, expectation sets everything. So don't go crazy with the expectation. But, Jared, what do you think about that? What are your expectations now for the Buffs next season and in the near future? I think what you said right there is a pretty accurate statement where we sit right now. You know, shooting for about eight wins. But I, I do really think this first recruiting class is going to tell so much. And not, not necessarily your high school recruiting class, but what this transfer portal looks like for the Buffs. That is another aspect aspect and I, I don't know if this is something you're going to get to a little bit after this at all but the one of the things that we've talked about at length this year is the limitations that CU had self-imposed with the transfer portal a lot of that has been lifted they have made some of those changes to allow it to be easier so I think if they can make some big time splash signings through the transfer portal there is no reason to think that this Buffs team can't be competing for a Pac-12 championship but I think the expectations as we sit here today looking at this roster and the expectations moving forward I think that kind of six to eight win range is what you should be shooting for. 
I mean, I think six is a little low, to be honest, but I mean, I, that's kind of where I think the expectation should be. I'm pulling some stuff up right now before we do move on. want to give a, a shout out to, uh, you know, Mike Leach. He obviously passed away. Uh, he's in our thoughts and prayers. I'm a big Mike Leach fan. And anytime that happens in the world of college football, you always want to say something and be, uh, and be uh, respectful to whoever that is. So Mike Leach, you know, uh, RIP. And it's just, uh, it's tough to see someone like that because he was so notorious in college football. So yeah, wanted great, to give him a... Uh, great character and great football mind. His impact will be felt in college football for years to come. Yeah, so just had to throw that out there. But uh, um, so what we're seeing already, a couple players transfer. There's a Texas A&M transfer, Devin Harris. We talked about the Notre Dame transfer, Vandy uh, running back uh, Ramon Davis is going to transfer as of a couple years ago or a couple hours ago, excuse me. And we are recording this the 13th in the afternoon. Uh, looks like wide receiver Assad Wasim uh, is going to commit to CU as well as edge rusher Taj McCoy. So a couple big names, and that's what you can expect. Big names, whether they're on on rosters right now, JUCO players, or entering college. A lot of good, good talent's going to be coming to Boulder. So things will change overnight. Now you look at next year, and CU's got a tough schedule. Colorado finished 2022 with, according to Phil Steele, the number one hardest schedule in the entire sport. Number one. And things won't get that much easier next year. Colorado opens on the road at TCU, and then we've got Nebraska at home week two. I personally am looking at that Nebraska game, and I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen. It's like every time we play Nebraska, they always show up. They always bring a ton of fans, and I just would hate for these players' first experience in Boulder to be a red out. See, and I'm like for the first time in a very long time approaching this matchup, actually optimistic that we won't see it, that CU Buffs fans will show out and will be there in bunches to make sure that it is not a red out in the stadium, black and gold, bleeding through that stadium. And I, I really do believe, and I think when you look at these two programs, they both made what you would consider splash hires. You know, it's funny, Matt Rule got hired at, at Nebraska, and I think, at least for me, I can't speak for you, but it, for me, it was like, ah, man, that's a that's a pretty good right, hire. It's going right. to be tough for the Buffs to match that. Then you get Deion Sanders, and it, man, it's a, it's a whole night and day difference. And I do think what you're going to see from Matt role is he's a guy that has built programs quickly in the past so absolutely expect nebraska to have the same energy the same excitement so i i I think you're probably right tyler they're going to be trying to fill that stadium but i am actually for the first time optimistic that bus fans will show out that's the first chance they're going to get to see Deion sanders yeah i hope that's the case um you know the last game the last nebraska game i went to uh ended up my car broke down on the way there. Remember <laughs> that? Remember this. I mean, yes. it was horrible. I ended up getting stuck on I-25, and it was just, it was not good. So, yeah, I'm excited to get to this. And they ended up putting that one in overtime. That's right. And so yes. I'm excited to uh, get to this game, and hopefully it's different. We're going to be able to talk about that and break that down in the future, but that's going to be a huge, huge game week one. Um, let's quickly talk about Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. He used to be the head coach at Kent State. And it's funny now that that makes two former head coaches on the staff, which is a really cool thing because you don't often get that the head coach relinquishing responsibility, stepping down a little bit. So I'm kind of excited to see that. Um, what do you think about Sean Lewis? I am. If my excitement level is at a hundred for Deion Sanders, which is absolutely at a hundred, I'm at like a 98 for Sean Lewis. This is as big of a hire as you could get as an offensive corner. Tyler, I don't know if you remember back to that list that that we went through midseason right after Carl Durrell was fired. Yeah. Sean Lewis's name was on that <laughs> as a head coach candidate for CU at that time. 
you want to you want to all those haters out there yeah. that are that are talking about oh well Deion Sanders is going to leave in a couple of years haters this could be your contingency plan behind him he is a young up and coming guy he was the youngest head coach uh, in the country when he took the job at Kent State a couple of years ago he's a young guy he's a great offensive mind he is the type of guy that could be your future as the head coach two years three years oh, five years down Let's the road not so already start hey no that I, out there. I'm just saying that's the type of guy he is he will be a head coach again in college football I think you have to just I mean does that not tell you everything you need to know when you're bringing a a current head coach was not fired wasn't up under his contract anything like that he chose to step away from that school to take the offensive coordinator job he sees what they're building here and you have to be excited about that no definitely and then the uh, assistant head coach um from or the 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 ex-assistant defensive staff member from Alabama. Not sure exactly what he did, but uh, it's funny because Mike Zimmer was the name here forever. Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer. And then it's like, no, Mike Zimmer is not going to be the coach. It's going to be this other uh, assistant from Alabama, which I don't hate that it's from Alabama, but it's funny. I thought what happened with Mike Zimmer, all the talk, all the rumors, I thought that was going to happen with Deion Sanders, where it's going to be a bunch of rumors, everyone's talking about it, and then it ends up being like, no, that's not happening. So it's funny how spoiled you can get so quickly. We didn't get Zimmer, and I was like, ah, oh, great. There yeah, you go. No did, you, were you, did you hear that? Yeah, and uh, as, as you know, Tyler, I was traveling this last week and uh, you know, h- hanging out and had a lot of vacation time on my hands. So I was certainly actively monitoring all of this. Uh, honestly, I, I think this might be a better situation for the buffs again you kind of get that young energy a guy that's known as a great recruiter and i don't have his name in front of me tyler i don't know if you said it already the name of the the new dc they did get no uh, but but as far as the Mike Zimmer talk, there is still kind of rumors out there that he will be some sort of consultant on the staff. Maybe not in any uh, Char- official Char- capacity. Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly uh, is that, and that's that's the who is going to be the DC for the Buffs uh, defensive coordinator, known as one of the top recruiters uh, for Alabama. So that's that's big time. Obviously, recruiting in the Southeast is something that will be crucial uh, if you want to be pulling the top talent. So I'm really excited about that as well. I know less about him. So I guess time will tell. Obviously, when you're coaching around some of the great coaches at Alabama, it takes a little time for you to get out on your own and see what he's all about as a defensive coordinator. Um, next year, uh, you know, you look at the South, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Utah, obviously, and then the two uh, LA schools. Where do you see CU right now in the in the uh, greater picture? Uh, you know, I, I think you're, you're probably still looking at USC as the top team there. Um, I, I think that's going to be hard to top them year one. Uh, UCLA, you know, we'll see. Chip Kelly seems to have things going there, but uh, he's going to lose Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Four-year starter for him there. Going to lose some of that talent to the NFL. So I think he could probably just off the cuff slot them in right there, maybe third right around there. Utah will be around there as well. So I think you're going to see them top half, uh, hopefully compete at the very top of that. Uh, Deion Sanders finishing his season with Jackson State. They had the Celebration Bowl going to be this Saturday. Were you okay with him kind of playing one more game with his old team? I actually love that 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 happened. I, I think that's a good thing. You know, this is something that Deion Sanders really did a lot for Jackson State to bring uh, the attention to them, bring the media there. They had the uh, college uh 
tailgate, whatever. What's the college, uh, college, uh, uh, college, college game day? Uh, game day. Uh, Dude, that's going to be in <laughs> next year. <laughs> Maybe week Let's two go. for Nebraska. Maybe that's week two for Nebraska. So, um, so, no, I, I, I'm glad that he, he's kind of finishing his commitment. I think that's something that, that's key. You know, he's, he's, he's finishing what he started there, and I, I'm fine with that. I don't think it truly, yes, it's tough. It's recruiting season right now, but obviously we can see that's not killing him too much. All right, so he's going to come back to Boulder this weekend, and I mean, from that point on, it, it's sort of been like he's he's honestly been sort of one foot in, one foot out so far because he keeps flying back, flying back, going to Jackson, flying back. So he's finally going to start 100% this weekend, so that's going to be exciting to see. Uh, you got anything to add before we wrap things up? It was a quick show today, but wanted to come back. Like we told everyone, we didn't know when we'd be back, but... Uh, you know, it's just so exciting. So once we get some recruit, uh, some recruiting news, some more information on the staff and what to expect this offseason, we'll be back in a couple weeks with the show. If you want to give us a follow on Twitter, at Buffs Podcast, we'll have some updates there. But uh, you got anything you want to add before we just Just buy in, guys. Let yourself get caught up in yeah. the moment, right? Yeah, everyone, none of this no skepticism, none of this, you know, you know, drama at all. Get excited, feel good about it, and get ready for one of the best offseasons you can remember for Buffs football. All right, for sure. I uh, love that. We'll talk to you soon here on the Buffs Nation podcast. Oh, oh, oh.